A fiery debate at Cumberland University on a Tuesday night. Welcome to the latest episode of Grand Divisions. I'm Joel Ebert. I'm Joey Garrison. I'm Natalie Allison. Yeah, so yesterday was the first in of two debates in the U.S. Senate race between Marsha Blackburn and Phil Bredesen. Joey, uh, you were there with me, Natalie, so were you. What do you think was kind of the, the overarching theme or, or thing that viewers saw out of this? Yeah, I mean, as you, as you said, it was fiery, and I think... Uh, very much the aggressor was Marsha Blackburn in this. I think she, from the outset, from the very first question, which I think was, you know, name your top issue, uh, issue yeah. as a candidate. She she went after jobs and, and the economy and started going after Bredesen's uh, position on the tax cuts. Uh, you know, it, she, I, I kind of think that, that throughout the debate, uh, she set the tone, tried to tie him to Chuck Schumer, she Hillary said it Clinton. 12 times. Yeah, 12 Chuck times. Schumer's name. And Bredesen, you know, pushed back by by ta- talking about her 16 years in Washington. But there was at some points, you know, he really didn't he, he left some of those uh, attacks on him unchecked and really didn't respond. And so, you know, I kind of think th- that it very much felt like a debate where the tone was set by Blackburn. Well, and, and you know, in, in the first question, Bredesen actually tried to undercut what he anticipated would be several attacks uh, by Blackburn. On Chuck Schumer, so he he had come out with news has said that uh, uh, that he wouldn't support Chuck Schumer in the future if you know he is elected, which was interesting. We haven't heard him say that. Yeah, before. you almost had to go back and listen to it to to make sure that's what he said because it was like he said, "I'm not going to be voting for Schumer." Okay, wait. It was a very quick answer. Yeah, and you clarified yeah. in the the follow up uh, where both candidates came and talked to reporters that you were referring to you know why. Yeah, did you make this now after going throughout the whole campaign not saying this? And essentially so, he just said, you know, look, I think we need to change in leadership. Yeah, and so clearly that was something he wanted to say right away in this debate. And he thought it could diffuse maybe some of these attacks uh, from her where he's tying, you know, saying repeatedly throughout, bought and, sold, bought and paid for by uh, Chuck Schumer. Uh, but nevertheless, she she made that uh, charge uh, anyways, and, and he never really... Uh, pushed back, I would say, uh, several times. He's not the only one around the country who's saying, you know, there could be a change in leadership for Democrats. He's not the only Democrat running on that. Well, I actually, I think he is one of two, I think Politico had it in their story, one of two U.S. Senate Democrats who said that they wouldn't vote for Schumer. Um, Cinema in Arizona, Arizona. I believe, is the only other one. Uh, Of course, there is uh, the House, you know, candidates are, have also said that some Democrats don't want to support Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Natalie, what did you think, you know, were more of the prescient topics that were, were brought up? I mean, th- this whole range of questions went from opioids to Brett Kavanaugh. Um, what did we hear on, on some of those topics? Well, as Joey mentioned, on a lot of those topics, uh, Blackburn, at least, kept tying it to Chuck Schumer. So Bredesen would give his answer. She would, she would give her answer and she would go back and say, but, but Phil Bredesen's going to go to Washington and vote exactly how Chuck Schumer would have him vote. Um, but you know, they did, they did talk some about, uh, about tax cuts. They talked about what they would do to solve the opioid problem. We, I think she also tied his donations to Barack Obama and his answer. And Hillary Clinton. Yeah, and yeah. Hillary Clinton. And when, you know, when he was talking about opioids. So we saw this recurring, you know, tie to Chuck Schumer, to Hillary Clinton, to Barack Obama in almost every answer. There was some, some area of agreement, though. Uh, they had one question they were asked was specifically about uh, dreamers. And w- what did they say on that? Well, they both sort of said 
the borders need to be secured. Uh, so Phil Bredesen is is maybe not giving the typical Democrat answer there. He immediately went into, yes, I believe as a matter of national security and national policy, we need to secure our borders. Um, he talked about while he was governor of Tennessee, he was among the states that sent troops down to Arizona to do that. He talked about how he revoked um, reversed rather Governor Sunquist's policy that allowed illegal immigrants, anyone here, regardless of status, to have a driver's license in Tennessee. And he touted that. Um, but then he went on to say, as Blackburn also said, I think that dreamers do need to have a path to legalization and we need to solve the problem with DACA and determine what its future is. Um, so both of them said that. Blackburn went on to distinguish herself from him by saying she doesn't support the diversity visa lottery. She doesn't support sanctuary cities. Um, but they did sort of have some overlap there. Joey, I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like that move by Marsha Blackburn to say that we need to support Dreamers is an, an ovation towards the, the the middle, you know, towards uh, more moderates out there. It might have been, um, but I think for the most part, she kind of stuck to to what's been the messaging of her of her entire campaign, and that's that she is going to be somebody who who is pushing President Donald Trump's agenda. Now, when asked about two, you know, some areas where they disagree, I think she said spending and uh, tariff issue. Right. I think those are easy issues for Republican Senate candidate to say, but pretty mu- pretty much, I, th- I think it was sort of sticking by you know, the themes that we've seen in a lot of the commercials and a lot of the campaigning throughout. Well, and even some of the attacks that we saw, I, I mean, one you knew that was going to come up was the opioid issue where Phil Bredesen went after Marsha Blackburn for co-sponsoring this legislation. She had an interesting response, essentially just said what whatever Phil said was false. I asked her to clarify that a little bit after uh, the, the press conference, and she just kind of doubled down and said, you know, again, this, this legislation was unanimously yeah. approved. I thought one of the more uh, interesting thing and out there uh, uh, attacks was when um, Marsh Blackburn brought up this sexual harassment issue uh, that his administration faced. In the yeah, past. and it was some stuff that uh, a publication from D.C., I think a conservative publication, I can't recall the name, but I think early on in this campaign, uh, looked at some past Tennessean reports and did a story on it. Uh, g- going back to previously what you said on, uh, on the opioid uh, distinction, uh, I, I would say, you know, f- mostly Bredesen used his, his time to try to distinguish himself from Blackburn by, by uh, stressing differences in style. He said, you know, if, if you want somebody who's a hard-nosed, uh, you know, draw the line in the sand kind of politician, take no prisoners, take no prisoners person. That's what you he know, keeps saying. Yeah. I'm not your person. There's actually somebody on the stage who's pretty good at that. So that was his main distinction. But I would say policy-wise, the opioid uh, thing and, and what he alleges was, uh, you know, a bill that he she helped write to quote defang the DEA. I would say that was the biggest sort of you know policy uh, difference that he tried to stake out. And uh, just to to give readers a little bit more or listeners a little bit more of what we had heard uh, afterwards, we caught up with both candidates. Here's a little bit of audio from how Marsha Blackburn viewed the debate. I think that the people of the state saw two very different. Uh, approaches to how you approach government and what you think ought to be done in Washington, D.C. He wants single-payer, government-run health care, wrote a book about it. Um, I want to free up the health care marketplace, make it patient-centered. He called building a wall political theater. I think you build that wall and you secure this country and you end illegal entry. Tax cuts. I am for tax cuts. I voted for tax cuts. He said he would have voted no and he called them crumbs. Do you realize every single Democrat 
in the Senate and the House voted against the tax cuts. Those tax cuts are putting $1,700 per year in the pocket of the average Tennessee family. That is not crumbs. Phil Bredesen called them crumbs. He shows how out of touch he is with where Tennesseans are and how they live and how they they handle their their lives and what they're looking for. Tennesseans very much agree with me. And then here's a quick clip of Phil Bredesen talking about how he thought he fared in the debate. You know, I, I don't think what people take away from the debate was just sort of how, how Washington she was in it. I mean, it seemed to me it seemed to me like she was much more interested in talking about how much money I gave to some politician or, or um, you know, or... Uh, accusing Chuck Schumer of every evil in the world and, and everything. And it's just like, I, I don't understand that. I mean, it seems to me it's got to be much more about what you're doing for the people of Tennessee and addressing the issues you have. And um, it's just as I tried to say in my closing, I, I just, you know, I just think we've got to get out of this partisanship and, uh, and you know, and sort of jabbing at each other all these all over these little unimportant things and get down to the business of what are you going to do about immigration? What are you going to do about health care? What are you going to do about some of the big issues in our, in our country? Natalie, one of the topics that, of course, is on everybody's mind around the at least the U.S. Senate is, is Brett Kavanaugh. We had a question on that last night. What did the candidates say? Well, Blackburn said she believed every woman who makes an accusation should be heard. So that's what she says. And then she proceeds to say, but I would I would vote to move Brett Kavanaugh forward. Those two things don't seem to compute. Well, that's what she said. Uh, she she described him as a, I think was an accomplished jurist or a right. qualified jurist, something like that. Um, and then she said that these women's allegations, despite th- them having the right to be heard, that they are PR stunt by the Democrats. Similar comments have been made, you know, by other conservatives. This whole thing is a smear campaign. Um, but she she was confident that that Brett Kavanaugh should move forward, despite at that point, as of the debate, they haven't heard testimony from. And what about Blasey Ford? What about Bredesen? He didn't say whether he would vote one way or the other. He actually um, criticized the senators who have said which way they're going to vote prior to hearing from Kavanaugh's accusers. And he even got in a dig at his opponent saying essentially immediately afterwards. She she announced she would support Kavanaugh, you know, moments, minutes after he was, it was announced that he was, he was nominated. Uh, But but Bredesen said he thought both sides were, you know, mishandling the situation. He said they were taking something that is an important obligation under the U.S. Constitution and turning it into a circus. Um, and he said that, you know, they, they should hear testimony from Kavanaugh's accusers and and judge that based on her temperament, based on the ethics of the situation, et cetera. But he didn't say how he would vote for Kavanaugh or that he wouldn't. Joey, why do you think what's the, the tactic behind him not coming out with a decision on Kavanaugh still? I mean, we're we're months into this now and he has yeah, I mean, yet part to say of it is, is sort of his pitch, you know, that, that I'm a guy who does the homework and doesn't care, you know, where the political winds are going. And I just want to see. And so he's kind of stuck to this thing that he wants to hear these hearings. Well, we have some crucial pieces of that this whole process missing. coming out later this week. So he's almost kind of like cornered himself into not having a position in one way. And then also, I mean, I think, you know, on the one hand, you know, I kind of always predicted he would come out and say before all these uh, sexual assault allegations came out, I thought he would come out and say he would vote for the nomination. Right. I mean, I, I think most people would have bet on him that as appealing to this uh, conservative state. But I do think that this that these latest, uh, you know, revelations or allegations, really, I should say, have maybe, uh, you know, added a wrinkle in all this. And now I'm 
we'll see where this goes. But I mean, for the for now, he's still remaining mum and, and silent on on you know how he would vote. So each candidate got to field about 16 questions, I think. One question they were asked was specifically about the opioid crisis, and it was a two-parter. It was asking what can Congress do. The second part was specifically whether they would support uh, legalization of medical marijuana. Neither candidate answered it. Natalie, you caught up with both afterwards or some variation of both campaigns. Uh, What did they say? Well, yeah, they both dodged on stage. Neither of them even acknowledged that question. So afterward, uh, when, when Black... Blackburn was talking to reporters. I did attempt to try to ask her, you know, whether she supported it. And she was ushered away as I was asking that. So I didn't get to hear from her firsthand. Uh, I did ask Bredesen about it. And he said, you know, he, he couldn't say one way or another. He, he thought there needed to be more research. We needed to continue to watch what's happened in other states that have legalized it, but that he would support moving marijuana from a schedule one to a schedule two drug. And what would that do? So it would allow the government to do more research on its effects and it would basically make it less serious. Cause right now schedule one, you cannot do any research on it, right? Yeah. It's basically seen as, you know, too much of a problem. That's kind of a big step forward. I mean, the federal government getting behind research would potentially lead to, you know, um, I, I guess advocates of medical marijuana being a little bit more happy, yeah, um, but but really, I think the news here is Blackburn's response. Right, what did she say? So I didn't get to hear from her last night, but I followed up with her spokesperson um, and asked, you know, okay, what is the congressman's view on this? Would she support the legalization of marijuana? And I got a statement that said she would be open to medical cannabis. She said, it's another one of those sort of bizarre, seemingly contradictory statements, but she said, uh, Marsha believes legalizing drugs would be a mistake, but would be open to medical cannabis. And the statement also said something about, you know, drug addiction causing crime and deaths and tearing families apart. Um, But that she ends it by saying she would be open to medical marijuana, which is new. So does she not consider marijuana, medical marijuana, a drug? It was not immediately clear. Interesting. Yes. Uh, I, I just as you had told me this this morning, I did a quick Google search and from you know organizations and tracking groups, they normally uh, rate Marsha Blackburn as pretty poor on this subject of marijuana. Uh, so we will be interested uh, to see that story as you come out with it this morning. Uh, of course, we will continue our coverage next week. There is going to be another debate this time uh, on the governor's side. So we will be, of course, there and do hopefully doing a, a podcast immediately afterwards. The next debate is uh, for the Senate. When is it again, Joey? It's in uh, October. I mean, I, October 10th, 10th. I'm going to call in it. Knoxville. Uh, in Knoxville. Yes. As we close up here, I keep asking myself, do you think last night shifted anything no, anyway? not at all. Uh, I, I, Eric uh, 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 Schelzig of, of the uh, Humphrey on the Hill or on the Hill uh, blog did a Eric, roundup. Eric. Yeah, he did a roundup of everybody's response. And one of them was Pat Nolan's uh, coverage of it. And Nolan, I think, uh, you know, was kind of apropos. Uh, the people that were with Blackburn are still with her. The people that were with Bredesen are still with her. And the undecideds are still undecided. Yeah, I'm not sure if there was any moment. We'll see where, where either party could could take something they said and use it in a well, negative. I mean, actually, that's not 
true. I, I already saw one from the GOP right now. They they compiled all of Phil Bredesen's ums that he started his questions with, uh, and they put it all in a goofy sounding video where you know. Burr, 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 and well, then, okay, but well, I doubt that. And makes then at it the end, a, he says, "As a TV ad, he says I'm not your guy." At the end, yeah. so of course they're going to do. And and the same thing you could do with Marsha. She hit the mic a couple of times. She you know answered a lot of the questions with yeah, and then so on. Um, so I'm sure we're going to see some sort of attacks. But, out you of this know, part. it was fiery and we described it as that. But I'm not sure if it's, it's going to have the, as, as many clips as the Ted Cruz, uh, you know, Beto O'Rourke thing that we no, saw the, so, you yeah. know, last Friday. And and so anyways, I'm, I'm not we only have one more of these televised debates left. You know, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know if this is a poll changer at all. I don't know how many people really saw it. I don't know whether it, you know, hit every media market. I think is uh, on the front end, we talked to a Bredesen about it, and he essentially said, you know, I, I think that this is uh, really for the bases already. And I, it, we'll see if it leads to any momentum shift. But these candidates are already widely known throughout Tennessee. So I really don't see this debate as kind of the game changer for anybody's base. It seemed like national media jumped on to his Schumer comments. That's right. That yeah. was that was circulated last night. Yeah, that was, I didn't see much else about it. No, that was the lead of Politico's story, and that was about it. I didn't see it. Yeah, New I York saw Times CNN story. had uh, something about his Schumer comments. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we will see you at our regular schedule, which is next Tuesday, a new episode, and uh, immediately after that, we'll follow it up with a uh, governor's debate one. Uh, again, thanks for listening. I'm Joel Ebert. I'm Joey Garrison. And I am Natalie Allison. See you next week.